I'll probably cut that, but welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Sky U Pod. It's been a little bit since we recorded an episode, but here we are. Monday for the Thursday night showdown versus the Ohio State University, coming in at number four in the country. Uh, we got Max, Sam, and Shuddy all here. How are you guys feeling about this? Give your quick two-sentence thoughts before we dive in. Max, we'll start with you. Two-sentence thoughts. College football, but this is a big one. Agreed. What a great way to start off the 2021-2022 season. Like it? Keeping it positive. Sam, how about you? I feel like Spencer's going to regret that statement, but uh should be fun to watch, I guess. I don't know. Let me explain. Listen. <laughs> It's a big test, you know, to see how much we've progressed, I guess, since last year. I mean, you fellas remember last year. Offensively, we were okay. Um, But defensively, we took a few steps back. Um, And I think there is no better opportunity for us to showcase our defensive talent than against one of the most prolific offenses in the country. So I think it'll be a good challenge. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, we're going to just dominate, but it would be telling to see if we can actually just compete in this game. So I'm excited. I like it. Right. You alluded to Ohio State's elite offense. So we will start right there. Talk about our defense, their offense. All right. So they're starting CJ Stroud. He won the starting job. Um, You know, receiver is insane. PJ wasn't lying when he said this is going to be the, like, what do you say the best group of receivers that he's ever seen i mean that's probably true i know alabama fans got all mad when he said that but it's like he didn't watch alabama football last year he didn't really have time until maybe the end of the season so they got crystal lave back will uh Garrett wilson back both deep threats but also route runners if that makes sense they're just the complete package and then behind them they have uh <laughs> marvin harrison jr uh the amika Ig- Ig- Yuka, I probably butchered that. They're both four and five star recruits. Uh, Julian Fleming, and they also got Jackson Smith Nigaba, Nijaba, Nijigaba. I'm not positive, but all studs, all four or five star guys. Um, they did lose some guys up front on the line, interior offensive line. They're starting a new center and a new right guard. Uh, they lost Myers, and as we know, Wyatt Davis on the Vikings. So. It'll be see. It'll be interesting to see how the new guys do there. Um, tackles are probably going to be, you know, their their tackles are pretty good players. They were there last year, um, projected to be two of the better tackles in the whole conference. And uh, running back, they got Master Teague back, followed by Trayvon Henderson. Um, he was the top running back recruit in the previous year's recruiting class. He'll be a true freshman, so it'll be interesting interesting to see how much playing time he gets. Um, we all on the same page that the re- the receivers are the scariest part of this football team. Yeah, it just seems like Olave has been there for like ten years. It just he is he's a wonderful receiver. I'm really worried about him. You know, just him being out there, just going for the deep ball. Um, Fleming, I'm hearing is actually is pretty good too. Um, I don't know. There's um there's just a lot of just firepower that's out there that I don't know if if you know our if our defensive backs will be able to handle it um I think that there's a good chance you know we I think that defensively we've improved you know a step or so 
but I, I just don't know. These, these guys are just some of the most high, just like the highest, you know, talented receiver, some of the highest talented receivers in the country. So it's going to yeah. be interesting. Alluded to, I mean, just the, the depth that Ohio State has at wide receiver. I mean, you, you can double Chris Olave all day, but it's not going to matter, um, especially against our secondary that, I mean, other than Coney Durr, just feels like it's very unproven. And I mean, we saw what happened last year it was not pretty. Hopefully we get some help with, you know, up front. We have the, the grad transfer um, from Clemson, um, Niles Pinckney, and then the grad transfer middle linebacker out of Abilene Christian, Jack Gibbons. If those guys can help up front with the run game, I mean, maybe we have a chance to slow them down for a half. But I mean, it's got to be, I don't know, we got to be perfect. Yep. To that point, I'll let Sam jump in here in a second. Just you brought up the upfront guys. Uh, Clemson guy, he's projected to be a starter, I believe, up front with Michael Carter Jr. And then you also have, uh, I'm sorry, D'Angelo Carter. I combined their names. D'Angelo Carter. And then you also have uh, Jack Gibbons is also projected to start at middle linebacker. If they are able to run the ball on us, I think that's oh, it's over. Like I yeah. think I think we're gonna have to try and force them to be one dimensional. Like they outmatch us on on the perimeter, like we said. Um, but if there's anything that's gonna give us a chance at all, it's we're gonna have to make them throw the ball and hopefully force uh, Stroud to make some mistakes in his first ever career start. Yeah, I agree. Um, the only thing is, I think honestly, that's our only chance is if kind of bails under the pressure of starting. But uh, to Max's point about us coming out hot and also Spencer saying we'd steps, I feel like there was nowhere to go but up last year. <clears throat> exactly. Completely agree. at the start of the season, I guess we, we gave up 34.8 points per game the first five games. Like, that's our average. And then, <clears throat> sorry, got a cough. You're good. And then, uh, I guess make them one-dimensional as you can, but I don't, they're going to be good up front either way. They always have someone next to them. Yeah, it's, it's plug and play there at Ohio State. We all know this. It's just, it'll be interesting just because we are, I feel like we're so deep defensively up front, especially in the interior. So if we can keep rotating guys and keep fresh out there, I really think we could give them a little bit of trouble or at least just enough to like, you know, make them try and run outside and you know do, do I mean, they're going to throw the ball, but you take away their own game and force them to throw the ball all the time. Put it on the freshmen. I like that game plan a lot better than them, you know, gashing us and then going play action deep on us all game, which could happen, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. I'm a little worried about their tight end, Jeremy Ruckert, too. Yeah. I mean, he's a senior now. I mean, he is a great tight end. Um, I just have a feeling, I don't know if, even if we do a good job on the receivers outside, I'm a little worried about him on the inside. Just play actions, like you said, Kurt. If we can't stop the run, they're just going to destroy us on the play actions. Um, just it, It's a little nerve-wracking because we know what our defense did against, you know, a Maryland team last year and, you know, other teams throughout the year. Like Sam said, we give up, what, 34 points per game. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it makes you kind of sweat a little bit, but... Um, I'm hoping that our defense can, you know, can show us some light. Pick off from the start off. This is my other hope is that they also start off slow their season because Gophers seem to just have a history of not performing well their first. You start slow so far under Fleck. 
yeah. uh, the start mm-hmm. of the year, which I agree we'd like to see that change. Um, we'll say Fleck has – he drops subtle hints about when he's confident in, like, his team. He's been really quiet. Like, they've been super secretive. There's only been – I think Ryan Burns said there's only been, like, three or four practices the media has actually been able to watch. So there's – it's less than almost any other Big Ten team. So – I think there's a quiet confidence among the coaching staff about this group. They feel really good. They keep talking about how well the team's bonded. Um, I do like our defensive front. Uh, defensive edges will be interesting to see. I know we got Boy Mafe. A lot of us are hoping he'll you know, have a good year and get drafted pretty high. Uh, I, I think it's still a little bit of too much projection for me. At, you know, He's an athletic freak. I still think he's got to put a little bit more all together out there on the field. But... Um, you know, them having the great tackles that they do, we're going to need him to be big because, you know, he's probably going to be getting chipped by, uh, Rutger, the tight end for them also. Cause I mean, he's really the only, if you're Ohio state scouting us, I mean, they're like, okay, that like boy, Mafe shows up on tape every once in a while. Like he's the one sacking the quarterback. So uh, it's, you know, they're going to game plan for him if anything. So they need, going to need help on the outside. Also, I think a point to bring up is. Dylan Oliver is a blitzing linebacker when he played two years ago. I know he didn't get to play last year. Um, it's going to be great having him back because his speed and coming up the middle, it put a lot of pressure, especially in the Iowa game in particular. They stood out there, so I think that'll be a big part of this game plan is trying to hit home with him on a few blitzes. Um, you know, if I had to guess, I think Jap, Jack Gibbons and Sorry Marin are out there uh, for most of the snaps at the start, and then on the edge you'll have Braylon Oliver and James Gordon and Cody Lindenberg uh, rotating in. Um, just, I mean, I really like our linebacking core. I know we were hard on Sorry Marin last year, but uh, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I, I, they sound like from everything that the sports writers are saying. It sounds like this Jack Gibbons is a lot more athletic than they thought. I'm not saying he's like Braylon Oliver out there, but you know, they were just kind of going after him just as a guy in the middle that's going to be there to make the tackle. And it sounds like he's that and more. Um, good instincts, uh, got a quick first step, was in the right spot, which I mean, let's be honest, that's all we were at looking for last year from the linebackers. Cause they were running all over the place with their heads cut off. It looked like, but, um, yeah, I think we'll be a lot better on the defensive line, which is going to help the linebackers. And I think our linebackers are better last year or, um, yeah, better than last year. Um, other thing Fleck brought up is he said the, he said one of the players of camp has been Jordan Howden or most improved players from campus, Jordan Howden, which is great because we all had high hopes for him coming in. Um, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm in Tyler Newbin. Newbin is the most improved player uh, from camp, which is great because he's kind of taken over for the Antoine Winfield role, I believe. So we'll see how that goes. Um, if we have two solid safeties, because I trust Howden. He's tried to do a little bit too much last year. Newbin, I wasn't so sure of, but they seem a lot more confident in him and say how much uh, more relaxed he's playing out there. Made it sound like he was also trying to maybe jump up and do too much for the guys in front of him. So hopefully it just starts up front, makes it easier on the guys behind them, and then the linebackers play better, which then makes it easier on the safeties for coming up and making plays. But, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I think that – oh, go ahead, Max. I was just going to say, it might just kind of about the defensive side of the ball. This this is like sort of a cliche, but – and this is this could hopefully not, but this could be kind of the story of the whole season if if the defense plays like it does last year. But in a way, it's almost like our best defense is going to be just if our offense can keep the pressure on the Ohio State offense. And like you said, a 
an inexperienced CJ Stroud who, even though he's highly touted and probably super talented, I mean, if it is his first start on the road, primetime game, I'm sure he'll do great. But, you know, the more pressure we can put on him, the better. Yeah. That's about the only real advantage we have is, uh, I guess, we return the most stars out of any other Big Ten team. So experience is kind of our only ace in the hole, I guess. But, yeah, something that hopefully will come in if they make mistakes. Yeah, It's amazing just from spring ball how much better I feel about this goal first rushing defense, which was awful last year. Yeah. That was Pinnicky. He looked legit out there. They've been raving about him. D'Angelo Carter is a tank. Then behind him, you have Mike Adu Treadway back for his seventh year, I believe. He's like our age, and he's he's back for one more go at it. I mean, they're talking about rotating about six guys up front, in the, just in the defensive tackle spot. And you got Val Martin. Can't forget about him. He'll be a pass rushing three tech, I believe. Um, yeah, I'm excited for this defensive line, especially the interior. I think it's going to be a strength for most of the season. Um, we'll see how that goes. And Max. You said our best defense is really going to be the offense keeping up with them. I completely agree. We'll transition to that part of the ball now. I think the game plan, maybe it's super obvious. I'm sure it is. Uh, ideally, we'll have like three 12, play, 12 to 15 play drives that go like 75 yards and are each like seven minutes long in the first half all for touchdowns. Like that would just be the perfect offense to run, keep them off, keep Ohio State off the field as much as possible. and. Over or under 28 carries for Mo this game. I think I think they're going to use Mo many. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. And you know what? If there's a year to rely on your offense, it's this one. Like uh, Sam was just saying, we're returning so many starters this year. I mean, lots of seniors out there. Um, I think Mo is going to get the ball 25 to 30 times easily. Um, and I'm okay with that behind that big line. Um, I think... I really do think that they have an opportunity for us to keep up with Ohio State. I'm not saying that they're better talent-wise, um, but I think that they can keep up just simply by experience. And now they're at their pretty much with you know a majority of them all being seniors. I really do think that you know we can honestly make some big holes for for, um, for Mo and really keep. Uh, we can probably protect um, um, the quarterback as well. Because I just think that, you know, with Falele returning and just everyone's healthy for now, I, I really am confident that, you know, we're going to be able to, you know, run the ball, you know, probably, like I said, 25, 30 times at, with just Mo. But also I'm excited to see what Tanner Morgan can do this year throwing the ball. Ottman Bell, this is his chance to really show that he's a star out there. We got Daniel Jackson, who's now a sophomore. We we were speaking highly about just last year. Um, I'm hearing Dylan Dylan Wright is going to be a solid receiver too. I think he's a transfer student this year, if I'm not mistaken. About A and M. Yeah, so I'm really excited about this offense more so than the defense, simply because I know how experienced we are and I know that they're capable of of making some noise. But I really do think it starts with Tanner Morgan. That's who. That's where my eyes are at here. He's got to lead this offense somewhere. I agree. Um, sorry, Sam, were you about to jump in? Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, Max. Uh, I agree with you. I think a lot of this offense, it's going to be a good offense. I have no doubt about that. I agree how good they are does fall on the quarterback. 
Except I will say this first game, whatever reason, a couple weeks ago, Upman Bell was, you know, injured in that tackling. I don't know why he was in a tackling drill, yeah. but he was. Um, sounds like it was probably an ankle sprain, but he's recovering well. So Flex said there's a good chance that he'll play. There's a solid or a solid chance that he'll play Thursday. Um, Flex saying that means absolutely nothing. Like, I right. mean, we never know what that means coming from him. So I hope, I think Gottman Bell will give it a go. I'd be nice a hundred percent because um, it sounds like the practices that media did get to go to, there were some seven on seven and uh, they said Tanner struggled a little bit, but it wasn't really his fault just because our receivers weren't creating a lot of separation, which maybe our corners are just studs now, which would be great. Um, we do have Coney Durr. I like Coney Durr a lot, but uh, you know, that's not lose up and bell. And as much as I'm confident in our receivers and PJ to coach them up, they're really young after Ottman bell and inexperienced for the most part, we get really thin if you don't have Ottman bell out there. So him playing, I think is pretty much a need upset off. Um, but I'll let you guys jump in here too. I'm going to lead you in with this though. I think Ottman bells out and hopefully even if he does play, uh, you're going to see more targets for span forward this year athletic tight end they've been talking him up all year and they've all said and burns has said it the coaching staff has said it they said that span ford knows this that this is the year like if not this year then never basically he's an athletic freak um yeah what do you guys how do you guys feel about the offense um really is as long as i was just gonna say as long as like you know we we know what the offense can do it's just how good are they gonna be um and not to, you know, repeat everything you guys said about Tanner Morgan, but it's really going to be, you know, we need the best version of Tanner to have a chance this Thursday. Um, but coming back to the wide receiver core, that's definitely the group that's going to need to step up big, especially if Ottman Bell isn't playing. I mean, even if he is, he can't be the only guy either because he's not going to catch 12 balls for three touchdowns and 200 yards. <laughs> it's not going to happen against Ohio State. But I am pretty excited to see what Daniel Jackson can do because he just looks so smooth, even in the the little bit we got to see last year um, and just as a sophomore now, like that's going to be pretty exciting. And then technically freshman, cause last year doesn't count. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And then, yeah, like you kind of said, Brevian span forward. I mean, just on his size, I think he's only got like one or two career catches, but I, you look at the size and how athletic he is. There's no reason to not be excited. I mean, hopefully he pans out. Hopefully we can get him some good targets, especially in the red zone. Um, we've been harping on this for like the two years we've done this podcast. Right. Like, why don't we target him right. in the red zone? I know for the longest yeah. time, like, this is the guy. Like, is he the next Kyle Pitts? Like, what's I don't know. And especially this year, uh, with losing Seth Green, like, what's our red zone offense going to look like? Because the last few years, it's basically just been snapping to Green and let him run through the end zone or a little pop pass, maybe once in a while. But yeah. or yeah, even it'll like be a fourth down. In you know a yard or inches to go, you know right. Like, yeah, I'll let you guys jump in. I guess the big thing for me on the offense is just you know we have all this experience. We know we know what they can do. It's really just situationally, you know, red zone and kind of those clutch situations where we we have some new wide receivers that have to step up. It's just going to be who's going to be the guy or who's going to be the guys to to do it. Eh, you know, this is are you Curry? You're saying what are you looking for on this offense? Yeah, I just like I. I guess how are you feeling in general just about our ability to move the ball with or without yeah. or through the air? I'm saying with or without through the uh, air, through without Ottman Bell. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
I think that we can make things happen. Yeah, I think something that PJ has done right is get receivers, uh, pretty solid receivers that they, you know, I think that we've had, you know, the big time deep ball receivers, you know, with Bateman, Tyler Johnson and everything. But a lot of the times these guys are really scrappy. And what I mean by that is it's like the short yardage slants, catch the ball, get a couple yards and go. I'm confident that we'll have receivers that'll do that. I hope that we also see more of that deep action, though, with Ottman Bell and Jackson. I think you um, nailed it right there. I think Ottman Bell, when he plays, this will be, I don't want to say strictly a down-the-field guy, but he'll be like your route runner at like that 20-yard, you know, like right. those 20-yard ends and whatnot. Uh, I think Daniel Jackson, Daniel Jackson will be a little bit more of like your shifty slant guy, underneath mm-hmm. guy more, kind of like the... Like the safety blanket, as they say. Um, and then I think maybe not this first game, but I think it's going to go to the deep ball. This, like, you know, just the guys that can take the top off the defense is Dylan Wright, the transfer from Texas AM. I know PJ said he's got to work on his details, but with how fast and athletic this dude is, like, you have to play him against Ohio State. Like, he is, he is a freak athlete out there. Like, you got to use them and just give them a few routes, at least even if they're just go routes or maybe just like a post, just get them out there just as the threat to go deep against these guys. Um, Cause he's got the, he's got the speed to do that. And the other guy is the true freshman out of Texas, the Brady Boyd kid. He's also extremely fast and just kind of like that one cut receiver and you're, you know, you're throwing them the ball 30 yards down the field. Uh, he went up and got it a few times too in the spring game. So there's a, those are two guys I'm looking forward to. Like seeing, I hope they throw them out there. Um, it, it sounds like they might get some playing time, especially if Ottman Bell can't go. But it'd be nice to see those guys uh, yeah. get out there. Yeah, I I think I'm hope I'm really hoping that we throw the ball deep this year. I know, like last year, we kind of complained that it seemed like we were only doing those slants. It seemed like it would be run, run, slant play, run, run, slant play. You know, I really want us to try and take shots down the field this year. Um, Tanner Morgan, we all seen that he is capable of doing that. Um, I think that last year though, it was kind of a step back from the year prior. I don't want to say it's entirely his fault. Um, you know, we had new offensive coordinator and, and everything like that, but, um, I definitely want to see us just relying on him to get the ball where it needs to go, you know, trusting the receivers and, and just, you know, blinging that ball downfield and, and just making it happen. And I think that it'll happen this year. I hope so. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, the best way I could I feel like our floor is however Stu, our constant is our line, and you know, mall. And then, like, our ceiling is whatever Tanner is able to produce, uh, Tanner Morgan. Um, I like it. You know, just, I, we, it, it helped having, like, Bateman as being that guy. You know, he's going to get hit no matter what. I haven't seen, like, not saying I haven't seen, Ottman Bell like do very well and make catches here and there, but he's never been like that guy or focal point. Which, grand, he's been behind Tyler Johnson, Bateman, but he, I think he needs to be that guy. It just comes yeah. in yeah. and tears it up. It's um, a fair yeah. point. We're we're all assuming that he'll be able to take on the role as number one, but you're right. We haven't actually seen it yet. They seem pretty confident, and I think he's a he's a good route runner. He's just not. He doesn't have quite the speed, I think, that those other two guys have. So that's why a lot of his catches are probably more contested catches. But one-on-one, I, I'd throw it to him all day. So With Bell, it's, he's always been reliable, though. It seems like you never, yep. you know, it's never like, oh, don't throw it to Bell, please. Like, 
even though he's always kind of been that second or third guy, he's never been like, yeah, don't go his way. Like, even if they do, it's like, okay, fine. Like, not Johnson, it's not Bateman, but he works too. Yeah, no, I I, I remember last year, I think I was saying, I, I mean, I don't know if I've said it on this podcast, but I know I've complained out loud, like how we haven't utilized him more in some games because we always kind of go to just one receiver. Um, but yeah, I, not just the deep ball. I want us to spread it out, like hit hit the tight end, uh, wide open, or take your deep shot. You know, just like cover everyone. People, um, I'm hoping for that. But yeah, I think I think what we're getting at here is we want more of a rhythm on offense because the the passing seemed very uh, inconsistent. The passing game was inconsistent and kind of sporadic in how it was called. It felt like. You know, like, yeah, we dial up a deep shot. It's like, oh, okay, now we're going back to a run, run, slant, run, run, slant. And it's like, okay, well, third and long, dial up a deep shot. Okay, well, you know, that 2019 year, it just seemed to be all you know, woven in so well together from the the RPOs. You know, they're, they're, we call them slants. They're RPOs, but that's it's, you know, either a run or a slant. But, yeah, I, we just want better chemistry overall, I think, is what we're getting at. Um, which I think they will have. I mean, it's another year with the offensive coordinator. We have an older team like you referenced, Sam. Um, I do want to get to a few points here because we haven't really talked about Ohio State's defense yet. This will be the best defensive line we play all year, at least on talent-wise. It is the strength of this Buckeye defense. Uh, So let's see. They got Zach Harrison out there on the edge. Haskell Garrett, who's the nose tackle. He's going to be a problem. I mean, center. Michael Schmitz and you know Dunlap's probably not projected to start, but Blaze Andrews, you guys got to be ready to go on the inside. Be Connor Olson, uh, Askel Garrett was causing problems for teams all playoffs last year, so watch out for him. Got uh, Vincent, and then they also got uh, they have Tyreek Smith, also. I won't leave him out, but they got the two true freshmen who are the number one and number two defensive ends in the country on their team, uh, Jack Sawyer, and then. I'll call him JT, which is what his first name is, the Hawaiian guy. He was the number one overall recruit, I believe, at least for a defensive end. Um, they're both expected to get mixed in on, uh, you know, obvious passing downs. They're both already very good pass rushers, even though they're 18 and 19 years old, which is scary. But, I, I mean, I'm just assuming they're the next Bosa's. It's it, uh, what they're being built up to be, at least. So, um we're talking about the experience of our offensive line, and we're getting into every bit of it because th- this defensive line's legit. Um, multiple future. I, it sounds obvious because it's Ohio State, but I mean, yeah, multiple future NFL guys on this defensive line. Now, if you can hold your own, you know, I'm not expecting the offensive line to win every single. You know, they're not going to win every single battle against these guys, but can win enough. They are Ohio State is replacing three of their four um, linebackers this year, so. That's that's some inexperience. I should say two of three because it's mainly three linebacker sets now. Um, two of their three linebackers this year, so that's some inexperience there. Which, as we saw last year's golfer fans, inexperience hurts at the start most of the time for uh, linebacking play. But I'm sure these guys are four and five star recruits. But we'll see how it goes. Um, then their secondary, literally almost all five stars, <laughs> the starters. But they did struggle last year. They're all guys we've seen before. I know it was Alabama and Clemson, but they did throw the ball on these guys. So if you can protect Tanner, if you can create some separation, I think we could find some success, you know, given that we're able to run the ball a little bit. Um, you know, the back seven of this defense, it's good. It's not going to be 
the insane Ohio State defenses that we've seen in the past, though. The defensive line, very good. If you can get them blocked and get to the second levels, I like most chances. I like our running backs' chances. Um, I think Ottman Bell, I like Ottman Bell one-on-one with any of their D-backs. Not that they're not good. They are good. But I don't think it's like the loaded up defense, like defensive secondary that we've seen at times from Ohio State. Yeah, we haven't talked about Mo, but yeah, I I, I take Mo, uh, like for that. No, that's a good comparison. I mean, I, it does go down to almost you know we're gonna run, we're gonna try and establish a run to get the pass, but if the pass doesn't go, then sooner or later you're gonna see it swing. That's the only thing I'm worried. Like you're you're gonna see them start loading the box, and then we won't get the run, yeah. we won't get the pass, and our offense just fall apart. We it's either gonna be we get in a really good rhythm and play calling's on point, mm. or we're just going for big games. We or big games where we just lose like some yards, but then maybe Mo pops it up for 30 years. I, the old line just needs to, cause let's be honest when we've lost under PJ, it's against Iowa and Wisconsin. Usually two of the better teams we see all year. We've mm-hmm. gotten beat up front. This old line is getting preseason hype and rightfully so they've been playing together now for like basically four years. They're all yeah. seniors, I believe, or at least redshirt juniors. Um, Chemistry's there. They are stronger than they've ever been. This is where you go out and you make a statement. Like, get physical with them. Those young defensive ends, when they come in, welcome them to the Big Ten. Like, if you come out exactly. there and punching them in the mouth, you got Cole Keith probably out there on the edge helping you block. Like, I don't know. What a great way to establish your presence than running the ball on them. So if you can get the run game going, send a message. All of a sudden, all you got to do is start creating some doubt in their young minds out there the the linebackers the young dns that'll come in on the passing situations at least for sure create some doubt you have daniel fall out there he's six seven or what is he six nine six seven whatever mountain that's got trying it. to become a number one overall uh first round pick all of a sudden he starts leaning on you all game yeah you're gonna start you know questioning holy crap like okay this is this is big time um and and here's the other thing I'll say. We talked about the receivers maybe struggling without Ottman Bell. We are so deep. I've, you're right. We haven't talked enough about Mo. We're so deep at running back. They've been lining up Cam Wiley and Trey Potts and Mo himself out at running back. Uh, Bryce Williams is the fastest guy on the team, one of the fastest guys on the team. Might line him up at slot if we really, you know, if Ottman Bell can't go. Not that we are that short at receiver, but I think they just trust the playmakers overall running back. So... We got options. It's just a matter of if we're going to execute and be able to hold our blocks long enough. So I feel good about our offense. I do too. And I think this circles back kind of what I said. I think this is a perfect opportunity for us to showcase it simply because, like you said, Kurt, our just our experience at the line. I think that starts up front there. You nailed it on the head. If we're just physical with them, with their young guys, just show them what the Big Ten's about, just physicality. Right off the bat, the start of the game, I think that we can get in their heads to a sense to where we can compete with them. Um, and I think that that'll happen just by simply running the ball, like you said. Mo, I looked it up, 2018, he had 157 yards against uh, Ohio State. I know that was in 2018. We're talking three years ago. But remember, now our offense is definitely, I think, improved since then, especially with our line having so much experience. And Mo as a back is more experienced um, since that point then, too. So I'm really confident in that. Again, I think that once that happens, Tanner just, you know, it's on him. And we can open that playbook and just go through the air. 
play action, get the tight end involved finally. I want to see PJ do that this year. I really do think that if we can do all those, I think we stack nicely against Ohio State, at least in that respect. So yeah. it'll be fun to watch um, if if those things come to play. Exactly. But, and but I'm, they have to I do don't, it. Deck, I don't want to sound overly delusional. I know, like, we talked about Ohio State's defensive front. Like, they got dudes, too. I'm just saying, if there's ever a time where this, you know, whole line is going to come together and be as good as we think they can be, it's a perfect opportunity to enforce your will on, you know, good players and then young guys that'll get rotated in. Um, exactly. And we keep saying use the tight ends and the play and the play action pass game, use the tight ends and play action pass game. And I think a lot of times people just throw that out there. But, I mean, we mean it. We've seen it, right? Like, we like to bring in two tight end sets at times and we just lean on them, get to their linebackers. Because when you keep chipping them with the linebacker, especially those young guys are going to be like, okay, well, this guy's coming to hit me again. I'm going to start cheating up and try and hit him first. All of a sudden, he's not trying to chip you. He's slipping you and he's going past you down the field. That's how you get. Mm-hmm. That's how you get the tight ends open on those action pass plays. So it'll be interesting to see. I really do think the the offense is going to be what wins or loses this game. Um, so I should say I trust the offense to win us or the game the most, just by controlling the ball, uh, winning the time of possession, which is going to be big this game because Ohio State's offense is, I think, pretty easily the best in the Big Ten. Um, they seriously have like four guys in the receiving core that are probably going to be top round NFL draft picks over the next few years. But um, yeah, do we do we want to bring up special teams or or do we just keep kicking uh, that pretty, can down I the found road? A positive guys. Yeah, His name is it is just is Matt Trickett? I was going to say, is it Trickett just getting the transfer in here? I agree. It is. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Talk about it. Yeah. So Matt Trickett transfer from Kent State. Uh, if you didn't get to watch a lot of Mac games, he was the 2019 Mac Special Teams Player of the Year. Uh, he was at Kent State for three years. He was 47 of 57 on field goals and 94 of 95 on PATs in those three years. Which is um, unheard of for a gopher kicker. <laughs> right. Yeah, his career long was 49 yards. He also punted some. He had like 36 punts at Kent State. So like if our punter, which as we know is not always the most solid... Maybe he could do that, too. Um, in 2019, too, when he was a special teams player of the year in the MAC, he tied uh, the he was tied for first in the NCAA with 29 field goals, which is also a Kent State Golden Flashes record. Um, I know it's the MAC, but like it's still kicking. There's really not too much difference between, you know, there's really not. exactly <laughs> the field goal. You know, the, the goal poles are the same height, same width. They're probably playing in crap weather on a Tuesday night. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, That's one thing to, to look up on. How secretive PJ is, I still, at this point in time, here we are, I don't believe an official depth chart has been released yet. Not sure if one will. No, um, we'll find out on Thursday night. PJ did announce him as the starting kicker that he won the starting job, which made me worried because the week prior, he said we might be using two kickers. I'm like, well, son of a... No, that is the <laughs> Cause, worst thing. Because for the golfers? That's the same thing as if you got two quarterbacks, you don't have any quarterbacks. That's a, that is extremely true with the Gophers and using multiple kickers. We've seen it. We saw it last year. It does not work. Oh, um, bad. We have the Australian guy that like barely played. I think we saw him kick like once. I think he'll be our kickoff guy. Um, I'm just saying this now. I'm not going into special teams because like we said, we don't have a depth chart yet. So we really don't even know who for sure is going to be kicking in like pun- for punts at least and kickoff. So there's not a lot to go into. 
If we don't have, in all aspects, we don't have top half, upper half of Big Ten special team play this year, I want our guy fired. Sorry. This is year five now? Six? Year five or six? I can't remember. But the he special team has not been great. And last year it hit an all-time low, which I just, I don't get it. You could say COVID. Horrific. Years we're hit from COVID. You don't but, have a kid that can just kick the ball down the field. Why was our coverage crap? Why I, was our return crap? We I don't, don't return like the, the ball. excuse either because everybody had to deal with it. It's a level. You were bottom field. nine in returns last year. Horrible. You're right, Kurt. If if something doesn't change, they need to rework that whole system. Everyone's no one, fired for real. No one brings up the special teams when they're predicting these games, but it always plays a major factor. It does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Urban Meyer talked about it when he was at Ohio State all the time. It's like he always brought up that that statistic. If there if a team blocks a kicker a punt, on average they win. I think it's like seventy percent of those games or something. So. That's that's a huge factor. I, w- I would love, although we did block a punt at the start of last year against Michigan. I'm like, oh, hey. And it turned out that we were still bad at special teams. We were but, the 30%. Yeah, we were the, we, we were the 30%. Oh, man. Yeah. But I, that's something that's got to improve. And it, it's so it's so coachable. Get, Easy. get how your do you guys. Get how do you get paid? I don't get how you get paid to be this bad. Makes no sense. He oh, got a pay man. raise two years ago, which whatever. <laughs> Mind-boggling. Uh, must be a heck of a recruiter. I don't have his name off the top of my head. I don't want to. Re- I I'm not the fire this guy. Fire like I I I don't want to be that guy. But you have to see improvement. You have to see improvement this year, or or it's gonna change. Like special teams. Like if you were to tell me right now, do I think we have a special teams play that's like you got to be kidding me on Thursday night? Yeah, like over ninety percent chance we have something that doesn't go right on special teams. Mm-hmm. What um, it, it, it does it, sound like return. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. What were you guys saying? Well, I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but looking at like his act- our special teams coordinator's actual title, he's the special teams coordinator and the defensive ends coach. Why both? That's such a weird combination. What? <laughs> what? So, that, no, but he, what is he, so what is he focusing on? It could Not both be better. <laughs> right. I, I think the D our DNs. Both have a lot of potential. They're both super athletic. I, they still haven't put it all together. So maybe you should it's focus just, on one thing at a time here. It's just odd that we have a defensive line coach, and then like we have our specific like tight ends coach, but we can't have just a special teams guy. He's got to do something know. else. No sense. I don't know. He's got to get. It's got to be better. I think return guys. If Trey Pot stays healthy, um, I think he'll be the one you'll see back there. Him and Cam uh, Wiley. Which I didn't think Wiley was great returning kicks last year, but put him back there again this year. So we'll see how it goes. Um, they seem to really like the running backs. And I'm so, I don't have the freshman running back's name in front of me. It's really bothering me uh, from Georgia. They're super high on him. The Mike, he, he was returning kicks, I guess, in practice. So who knows if they'll actually, I don't know if they want to. I believe special teams are important, but I don't know if he's only going to see the field as a returner. I don't know if they want to burn a year of eligibility just using him as a returner, you know, because they're that high on him. Um, maybe this is a chance for Kai Thomas to get out there on the field because he's been uh, impressive as well. They said we're just so deep at running back, so we'll see how it goes. Um, let's go into picking the game. As of right now, we are a 13 and a half. Well, Ohio State, ha- or I'm sorry, ESPN has Ohio State an even minus 14, so a two touchdown favorite. Um, I gave us on Twitter and I caught a little bit of heat 
for being a little overly negative. I said that I give us about a 15% chance to win, which I thought was solid and realistic. Um, not that this means I'm right, but ESPN's matchup predictor has an 86% chance that Ohio State wins. So 40% chance we win. I, my brain is ESPN's matchup predictor. That's, that's incredible. Nice, Kurt. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> let's get into it, guys. Uh, Thursday night, big time atmosphere. Ohio State just gave us more tickets, so they're on sale. I highly recommend you guys get them. Only $85, which I get it. That's not, a, that's not cheap. Um, I was lucky to get my hands on a pair of tickets for this game. I will be there. 7 p.m. kickoff on Fox, national TV game. How are you guys feeling? Let's make the pick. Start. <clears throat> Uh, go ahead, Spence. All right, guys. First game of the year against the Ohio State. You know, just looking at our offense, their defense, their offense, our defense, just how we match up with each other, I think that it's going to come down to our defense against their offense. I don't know if our offense can, you know, compare to the high firepower of their offense. I think it's a defensive game. Simply because our defense was not that good last year, and I can't foresee us making vast improvements there. I think that Ohio State edges us 31 to 21. So we cover. I'm hearing we cover. We cover, but we lose. I like it. I think that's my first loss prediction. I was going to say, I've never heard you predict a loss. (laughs) All right. That's all right. That's all right. I I feel really sad. It really hurts, but I got to be honest. We appreciate the honesty here at Skyupod. Sam, let's let's get it. How much are we losing by Sam? I'm just like my gambling brain with a little hope. Um, I sprinkled a little bit. 35-7 Ohio State. All right. Like it. Actually, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Did you say I, I, I don't like it either? I just I'm just <laughs> I might have yeah, missed I'm it. I'm not happy about it here, but <laughs> <laughs> I I might have missed it. Did you say a score, Spencer? Yeah, I just said thirty. So twenty-one to thirty-one, Ohio State. Shit. I mean, if I was um, to be a homer, I'd say twenty-eight fourteen. <laughs> that's just a push, well, man. We don't cover in that situation. That's the if best this... you're getting out of me. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I don't know. I guess this is maybe more positive of a prediction. Um, I think we lose, but I I'm predicting Ohio State forty-two, Gophers thirty-four. We cover but the over definitely hits. I'm thinking hopefully that first half, at least, we can go back and forth, but I don't know if we can hang on. I'm sorry. Could you say the score one more time? Uh, 42 to 34. Go okay. I thought, I thought I heard 32 to 34. I was like, wow, that's a, oh, that's that a barn burner. A no. to watch. <laughs> All right. So give a quick rundown of what I've been seeing. I go for Twitter. I love the enthusiasm. A lot of, I feel a lot of fans are like calling the upset. And maybe it is just them, like, letting themselves be homers, I, which is, like, I'm all for that. Like, I just want as many Gopher fans as possible. Um, I, but a lot a lot of them have given, like, reasons, and it makes me think it's, like, their serious opinion, which is fine, but I've, it's, like, everybody's doing it. So they're, like, CJ Stroud, first career start, uh, redshirt freshman, big-time environment, plus the following week, Ohio State has Oregon. Maybe it's a trap game, a little bit of a look-ahead. Here's the thing. I think they have enough playmakers at receiver where even if he is struggling, they're going to find ways to get him the ball. Uh, Master Teague is a power back behind a, a good old line. I do think we show up against the run. So I think the defense shows up against the run. I think our safeties basically down the middle, up the middle, whatever you want to say it. I think our defense is vastly improved. Um, 
we're going to really need Boye Mafe and Braylon Oliver to put the pressure on. Uh, along with our defensive interior, we'll have to generate some pressure against the more inexperienced um, offensive line. Um, it definitely advantage Ohio State's offense over the defense. Offense. We said it. We said it a lot. It said weird there. It's okay. Um, run the ball. Use Mo a lot. Um, create some holes for him, and he's going to make those guys miss or run him over at the second levels. Uh, Trey Potts will get his fair share of catches. Same with Cam Wiley on outside zone run plays. Even if Ottman Bell can't go, which I think he will play, we're going to use our depth at running back as playmakers. Um, you know, it does, you know, waiting for this O-line to take, you know, the step and be a top, top of the conference O-line, top two or three. We have not seen it yet. They've been good, but against good teams, they've been average at best. So I think their strength on defense plays against our strength on offense or what's supposed to be our strength, but I think maybe our line's a little bit overhyped until I see better. That being said, I'm taking the 15% chance. Tanner Morgan plays the game of his life. We pull the upset 31 to 27. Nice. Golf's upset. Get off to a huge win to start the season. All those reasons I gave don't matter. We pull through. We run the ball, keep them off the long enough on offense special teams does just enough it's a couple field goals makes all their extra points that's all she wrote folks that's i all like she wrote. it Kurt. i'm going I like the confidence in the special teams. yeah thank you um we do not allow a return past the 50 yard line is what i'm gonna say for kickoffs punts i'll have to see where it's set up from but what was your you had a prediction last year for a game that was like We'll only have one punt under 20 yards, or you had some. <laughs> yeah, the Maryland game, I believe. Or it was just after the Maryland game. I can't I remember. Think so. And I think Gosh. we failed. I think we failed it. No, we reached yeah. it. We reached it by one. And it was like a really low bar. I think it was like we would have, <laughs> I think we would have less than. It's like maybe. no muffed punts. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Anyway, um, so that's, we got, uh, you know, I just, I, I want to be a homer. I, I got flack on caught flack on twitter um for you know being too realist and not i think someone said what's the point of going if you don't believe we'll win it's like well i that's that's a terrible attitude to have as a gopher fan because you play a lot of superior teams at times rooting for your team to win and believing that they will win are two different things i i truly believe we do have a 15 percent chance to win i just think i would i wouldn't go as high as 25 as i've seen some gopher fans say but Oh, let's just get out there and uh, see how it rolls. A couple quick nuggets about the game, though, that are just interesting outside of the fact that I just hope we don't get slaughtered. But when was the last time the Gophers led off the season against a team who's coming off a national championship game? Led off against a team that was coming off a national championship game. Man. Against Penn State, I, I'm guessing. I don't know I don't the know. answer. We don't? <laughs> oh, I thought you had it up. Man, I don't know. It's probably been. I, is it ever? I don't know if we've. I don't know. My my. I thought you had the answer, and I thought it was maybe like, did we open the season? Well, it's tough because I don't know. We haven't always opened in conference play, so I guess it was gonna be maybe like two thousand, like the year two thousand, because Michigan did Michigan win it in two thousand. Michigan won it in like ninety eight or two thousand or something. They won it one of those years. My guess was gonna be Michigan, but you don't know the answer, so I I don't know. I don't know. 
That was an open-ended nugget. <laughs> fans tweeted. Yeah, you said nugget and then asked that. All right. Uh, fans tweeted at us. If you know the answer, go ahead. I, I have Maybe no this idea. is the first time. I don't know. It could be the first time. <laughs> but the other interesting thing, uh, now that we have uh, grad transfer Niles Pinkney, this is also a Martin. rematch for him. Because yes. the last game he played with Clemson was in the Sugar Bowl against Ohio State. Ah, he had three tackles, point. two solo. Revenge game. He knows that team. Dang, that just gives I mean, me more confidence. Score doesn't show that, but uh, hey. <laughs> no. What can, what can he do? He's a tackle. Yeah, exactly. If they would have just listened to him. <laughs> He's got like over a thousand snaps played at Clemson, and he was a yeah. captain there. He's a captain. So, yeah. No, Wasn't he a captain for multiple years? Yes. No, he's a very good player. Third team All ACC one year. Um, very good national player. Champion. <laughs> national champion. I want and I. I people sleep on Val Martin just because we got uh uh me sleep on Val Martin who they're really impressed with and he'll be he'll be rotated in right there uh at D tackle on especially passing situations. So Val Martin, trying to get his name right. Okay. Now we're gonna move on to I believe picking a few games here. We got a handful, a lot of them in the Big Ten. Big Ten is in a lot of good games to start the year. So we'll start off 11 a.m. Saturday. So after, as we're enjoying that sweet go for victory, have, here's this game. I really don't see where this game's at. I'm sorry. Penn State versus Wisconsin. Do we know where this is at? At Wisconsin. At Wisconsin. Thank you. Um, ooh, ESPN saying 57% chance Wisconsin wins. They are ranked higher than Penn State. Penn State's got to figure out the quarterback situation. Guys, who are you going with? Well, first of all, we'll go we'll go with the spread. Wisconsin is a five and a half point favorite, so and you get three for being at home. So they're favored by basically a field goal if you play them on neutral field. Uh, who you guys picking to cover? I got Wisconsin at yeah. home. Cam Randall, yeah, I'm as well. I just I don't know. They're just good. Penn State are. I don't know. Recruited well though. Penn State well, so did Wisconsin, but Penn State had a good recruiting year again. Um, they just got to figure out that quarterback. It's really the only thing holding them back. I feel. I'm going Wisconsin as well because I think they might have the best might have the best defense in all the Big Ten this year, from front to back. They're going to be a really really good defense. Um, they got that transfer running back from Clemson and the freshman. Uh, their running back last year was a true freshman, so I think play helped them. Not sure who they're going to throw the ball to a ton besides their tight ends, but uh, we'll see how that goes. I do I do like them to win by about a touchdown though. So Sam, who do you got? Is this for anything? Are we putting anything down for this? Do we ever agree Depends on if that? I win or not, Sam. Depends if I win or not. So then no if you do. Mm-hmm. That's how I win last year. All right, case of beer. All right. Winner gets three cases of beer. It's winner takes all. There's a tie. You each get a case of beer. Well, I'm going to go. I just volunteered you guys for that. I'm glad. I'm going to go Wisconsin as That's well. That's fine. You know what? No, screw that. I'm going Penn State. Penn State will cover. It'll be, they'll lose. All right. We're all going Wisconsin. I just think Wisconsin's defense is going to be scary good this year, but we'll see. All right, next up we have, let's get this one first. We got Alabama taking on the Miami Hurricanes. Now, Alabama replacing all that talent in what was just an unreal team last year. Um, my internet is not loading this right now. <laughs> Does anyone have this, spread? Bama's an eighteen and a half point favorite. Thank you. Okay, Bama is an eighteen and a half point favorite. Is this at one of their fields, or is it a neutral site game? I believe this is in Georgia somewhere. Okay, it's probably at uh, where the Falcons play. I would guess. Gotcha. 
Intrasite game, which is a shame because that would be a great on-campus game at any of their stadiums. But Alabama won't play teams at their field, it doesn't seem like, to start the year. Play big teams. It's just always a neutral site. But get it. Build the brand. Um, Miami's the more experienced team, and that doesn't matter. I'm going Alabama to win by three touchdowns because it's just <laughs> they're Alabama. That's all I got. Agreed. That's my analysis. Yeah, I agree. They're going to at least three touchdowns for sure. I don't believe in Miami. I never really have, to be honest with you all. Um, I like Miami's, the U in the 80s, early 2000s, though I think Ohio State should have won that game. Um, Did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Good. Yeah, I'm just not a Miami believer, fellas. I'm not, so I got the Crimson Tide. I'm not either. Big number. I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, I'm. I'll, I'll, I'll go with Miami. They'll, they'll, they'll cover. Ah, oh, Sam. Bold choice. Start to go with the season. O- <laughs> Sam, you silly boy. Hey, if you skunk this, Sam, if you skunk it, you buy us all a case of beer. <laughs> no. How about this? How about no. this? Week what? to week, if you're an offer, you gotta buy. You gotta buy the other three a beer, <laughs> just for going offer. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Wait, right. pick a seal. He said it. <laughs> um. Yeah. I'm... You guys buy me if I if I go two for two and zero. Oh, you guys go. No, it's just no. it's just a rule. If you go, if you pick every game wrong, you owe the other three a beer. Fine. But yes, I do think you're gonna get both of these wrong. <laughs> yes, I yeah. do. This one, yeah, the eighteen and a half points. I mean, it's a big number. Week one makes you think, but then you go, oh, yeah, it's Alabama. Like, they're the most disciplined team ever. And then if you were to watch any week one Miami game, it's kind of a circus fest. If you're like, I mean, two years ago against Florida, it was like, who's going to fumble last? And then I'm pretty sure last year, Miami, I mean, they beat UAB, but it was like, I don't know, it was within 20 or 25 points. Like, I do think this is a good setup for me. Well, oh, Miami does have Derek King, or however you yeah. say his first name. Yeah, Sam, you have your pick. It's it's you. Nah, you, I'm good. you guys let me change to Penn State. I get a change back to Alabama. Change to Penn State? I missed that. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, he, oh, he said Penn State. Wait. Yeah. What do you mean? You you picked Penn State off the get go, though. I thought I picked. Wisconsin. I think you said it for a second, and then you quickly switched. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. All right. You we'll switch. let him Ah, uh, Sam. Switched away the first time, then he switched to us. Sam, you coward. Stay with Miami. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you let, Max, over. let Max talk you out of Miami when it's the preseason and we don't know much. Yeah, and I took last last year. I remember that game, though, vividly in my head. We went, we came back from uh, the State Fair, did it? Yeah, that two years ago. Such an awful, awful game. Great to watch, but it's awful football. All right. Moving on. We'll get, we'll get these last two. Another Big Ten one. We got Iowa versus Indiana. Uh, 2.30 start. So I'll probably watch this one over the Miami-Alabama one, unless that one gets super close, to be honest. Um, Iowa is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. They are at home. Ow. So basically, if it was neutral field, it'd be a push. This is a it's great definitely. one. It's a great game. I guess, um, yeah, I'm an believer. I think they're probably the most one of the most underrated teams in college football. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. I, I that is a take, Sam. By the way, um, I go with Iowa at home. I think that they are just another 
they're just a different beast. I mean, they're they're a good team generally, but at home it's just something else. Um, I don't think Indiana is going to be as good as last year. I'm not going to predict a fall like the Gophers had from one year to the next, but I don't think I that they're that statement. I do not think that they're going to be the same team as they were last year. I um, think Indiana, Sam, I actually think the opposite. I feel a lot of people are giving Indiana some love this year, and I think it is going to be a minor step back. Now, I'm not, yeah. like, like Spencer said, I don't think it's going to be a fall off the cliff. I do think it's a minor step back. That being said, their defense is going to be legit again. Um, I'm not completely sold on Iowa's offense this year. They lost a couple of receivers. Uh, they lost a few really good offensive linemen. Um, they always reload, though. So I I, mm-hmm. I, I like Indiana to, to, to cover. I think it's like a one or two point victory for whoever wins. I think it's less than a field goal. I think it's that tight of a game. So I'm going to pick Indiana just because of the points. I feel confident in Indiana. I honestly think they can win this outright. And I'll take them. Um, the big reason just... Um, their quarterback, Michael Penix Jr., is a stud. But he did have a big knee injury last year. So I don't is know if he's he healthy? Be... Like, is he playing? Uh, he said he's going to be ready. And it looked like he, yeah. well, from the reports, they're saying he's ahead of schedule. Obviously, who knows what that actually means. But right. he's saying he's 100%. Perfect. So. Can't wait to see Iowa lose. Uh, Iowa's got all their linebackers and secondary back, and their secondary was legit last year. So it's going to be a defensive showdown for sure. Um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I like Indiana and the points. So we're split on that, right? Two to two? No, three to one. Spencer took Iowa. How's the field being the odd man out, Spencer? <laughs> Feels good when you win. All right, it does. Here is the game of the week, according to most. Um, we got Georgia versus Clemson. ABC 630. Is this, is this Saturday night or is this Monday? This is Saturday night, I believe. Uh, the fourth. Is that is that, that, that Saturday? Probably. All right. I'll believe so. It is. Okay. Because they play games on Monday a lot of the times on Labor Day. But anyway, Clemson is a three-point favorite. Um, it's played at Bank of America. That's in North Carolina. So another neutral site game. It's just, that's just, oh, wait, wait. Is that their stadium? Is that Clemson Stadium? No, they're in Georgia. What am I talking about? Okay. Uh, yeah, another, another neutral site game. Clemson's a three-point favorite. Woo! Man. I'll go first. I think Georgia's going to win the game. I do too. Everyone is all in on Georgia this year. Like Georgia, they they're they're talking like it's Georgia, Alabama, and the SEC, and and maybe yeah. an outside shot of LSU and A and M. I'm sorry, A and M's got a good team too. They're saying, but George, I think it's going to be Georgia, Alabama, and the SEC championship game. I I think Georgia's loaded up this year, and Clemson's got to replace a little bit too much. I know they got a great quarterback in. Hawaiian man. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> DJ. I don't yeah, know. I me either. I'm so bad Okay, at that stuff. But um, I like Georgia to win. And they're the underdog, so I'll take that. I'll, I'll take Georgia to cover, and I, I think they're going to win the game. I disagree. I think Clemson's got it. Uh, I feel bad I can't pronounce his name. DJ, what's his face? Um, I'll, I'll get it right sooner or later. Um, he showed up in the one game he had to play when... when Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Trevor. Sorry. Well, we're Trevor talking Lawrence Georgia was, and Notre Dame. Was he out on COVID? Man. That was COVID, right? Uh, yeah, he was out because COVID okay. or something. Yeah, when he was out on COVID, he showed up, and that was a big game. So You know what else happened, Sam? Lost. True. <laughs> he but threw I, for like 430 yeah, yards. It was <laughs> no, it wasn't. I think Clemson, they're one of those teams that reloads. and I think. Oh, for sure. I just think Georgia's built up enough. Sorry, I'll stop talking. This is your pick. Right, make the, make the wrong pick. 
<laughs> Clemson for the win. All right. I'm also going to take Clemson. I, I know Georgia's got a lot of talent, but sort of like we were saying with Miami, I'm just not a Georgia believer. I feel like they're just, I don't know. Now I'm they haven't proven Texas it. On my side. <laughs> I agree. You know what? And they, they have started slow in the past as well. So that's another thing going against them. Right. And South DJ, Carolina years ago. Yeah. But yeah, like, I mean, yeah, the DJ, I'll go with Yuga Lele. I don't know if that's right, but that dude's, he's a stud. Like, he's 6'4", 250, and runs like that. Have yeah. a cannon. Also, I was just glancing at their depth chart. Um, you think that name's hard. Uh, this is their backup quarterback. Oh, my. Taysun Fomachan. 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 No idea. They're just going after kids with terrible names to try to pronounce. Those Hawaiian quarterbacks are legit. Actually, there's a lot of really good Hawaii football players all over the field. But this guy's from Connecticut. But oh, sorry, <laughs> I, I said... <laughs> <laughs> Connecticut, Hawaii. It's the same. Uh, Spencer, no. I think you chimed in a little bit. Sorry, Max Street. No, just yeah. He he definitely it definitely looks like a an Islander name. Yeah, that Spence. Yeah, I I think Georgia wins too. You know, after hearing Sam and Max talk about it, I do just think about Clemson, and sometimes I'm like, eh, I don't know if they'll be the same team, but, you know, for the past, what, five years, they've always kind of shown that they are one of the best teams in the nation. I just think that I've been hearing, and I do think that this Georgia team might be different this year. I think that they're going to be Bama's biggest, biggest threat. Um but I, I don't think that they're going to be able to, to win against Bama. But I, I, think, I do think that they'll beat Clemson. I, I, I agree. I'm sticking with it. Georgia does start slow, which made me kind of rethink it for a second. But I'm, I'm sticking with Georgia. Can we just if, – if, if Clemson wins this game, put them in the playoff. I'm sorry. Like, the rest of their schedule yeah. is a cakewalk. So far, yeah. I should say. So far is how it looks. The next play after this, they go South Carolina State, Georgia Tech, who's still kind of rebuilding, at NC State, Boston College, Syracuse, Pittsburgh, Florida State, Louisville, Yukon, Wake Forest, South Carolina. Like, it's just some good teams that could be solid in there, but nothing that's like, oh, dang, that's going to be a test. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, yeah. it's literally start with Georgia and then, okay, let's ride it out and we get another playoff appearance. So we'll see how that goes. I'm also, not a they, big believer of the ACC. No, not this year. We'll see. I mean, dead wrong before, but uh, also, if if it looks as weak as it appears, losing to Georgia might be huge because I don't know if they'll get enough quality wins to make it back in, depending on how other conferences do this year. So, right, be something to watch. Um, but yeah, so thanks for tuning in, guys. That concludes another episode of Sky U Pod. Um, you know, we're rooting for the Gulfs. It, it's going to be a tough one, but. How great is it to have college football back? You know, full stadiums and go to the games. It's just better for watching on TV. I mean, it's going to be a great year. I think PJ's got a really good feeling about this team, so it should be a good season of football. Anything you guys want to say before we peace out? Thanks for tuning in, Sky U Pod Nation. Yes, we'll be more consistent. We had a lot lined up. I got busy. Um, <laughs> what? We got we had a lot of events that were <laughs> that were this summer, and yeah. Got got a little sidetracked, but we're back. We'll be more consistent. Let's go, baby. Good night, guys.